Welcome to the Movie Lighthouse, shining a light through the fog of film. Okay, so I'm delighted to tell you that this is a little special we've got today. Um, I'm joined by the writer and director of a brand new horror film like no other that I've ever seen, um, The Woman in the Chair. How y'all doing? Um, my name's Maurice and uh, recently I came across something, so um, I'll just let the video speak for itself. I just saw someone or something in there sitting in the chair by the table. Where do we sign up? Sign up? To see it. To see her. I mean, the supernatural is nothing to be messed around with. I mean, I want to respect that, so... I'm here with Mr. Derek Hammer. Hello, Derek. Hey, James. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. You've just wrapped on, oh, well, wrapped on production, I should say, on um on this brand new horror film that I was lucky enough to see last night, um, The Woman in the Chair. Now, this is going to be a spoiler-free um, interview, obviously, because we want everybody out there to go and watch this. Um, right. And um, spoiler, this is the only spoiler. It's good. I've watched it. I think it's brilliant. Um, it's it's completely original. Uh, it's, it's great narrative. Uh Edgy seat stuff, um, lots of scares. It's got it all, uh, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. So, if you were going to tell somebody who never heard anything about this film before, how would you describe it? Um, depends on if I'm trying to sell it <laughs> or if I'm trying to tell my friend. Which well, would you would you yeah, like the this? Well, I think we're nearly friends, so come on, t- 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 like you're telling a friend. Ah, I would probably say it's a horror film based on a kind of a new concept of what I could describe as ghost tourism. And um, it's about a, a guy who finds a ghost. He bring, The ghost is sitting there in a chair. It never moves. So he um, brings in, he capitalizes on it. He brings in a bunch of rich people. He builds a glass wall and um, they all are like watching the ghost and they pay money to watch the ghost, to see the ghost. And uh, as they they uncover the mystery, as they as they get too close to it, it's like they start getting haunted. So you want to tell me what this is about? Uh, Sorry, top secret. Devin. You're letting him get too close. He's strong. You dreamt about her too. She's changing us, all of us. Uh, I think it's fair to say that in, in, in the in the great horror, um, ghost story tradition, I was thinking of uh, um, the woman in black, um, the, the original woman in black uh, kind of sprang to mind for me and the others. Um, and those kind of ghost stories. Were you influenced by anything like that? I would say there's a lot of different things that inspired me, but I could go over a few. Um, as far as the um, kind of special effects or visual effects or the actually moments when you see the ghost, it's kind of funny. There's an effect, and I, I won't get into it, mm. but it's inspired by, I think it's called Steamboat Willie. Right. Yeah. 
there's a um, dance of the ghosts or something. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so maybe I won't spoil and maybe people can watch the movie and and see if they can make the connection. But that, oh, oh, seeing that also reminded me of a dream that I had. And um, uh, so that inspired some kind of small details with the ghost. Uh, and then actually having an encounter with a something ghost or whatever you want to call it when I was like uh, 12 or 13 was a, was a oh, wow. big inspiration. I don't remember if I told you about that on the last no, one. No, no, please, come on. Spill okay, what happened. Um, yeah, so when I was um, 12 or 13, I woke up in the middle of the night, I had this feeling, and there was a like a kind of a voice that said, there's a monster in your room. I don't know why can't explain that right now my at that time my alarm clock was right here right and my room was over there I was on the on the on the on the um the end so I turned to the left I saw my alarm clock it said 303 and then I turned to the right and I saw this white sheet uh literally a white sheet in the middle of my room uh and it had like a really flat head I remember so I the first thought I thought was like I think that my first thought was like, wait, did my dad stack a bunch of boxes and cover it with a sheet? And then my second thought was like, wait, my room is locked. My dad doesn't do stuff like that. This is a freaking ghost. And then my third thought was like, that's kind of cliche. <laughs> <laughs> and then I covered myself and I waited about an hour with my heart beating really fast. And I slowly crept down and I looked and it was gone. And then I ran to my parents' room, tried to wake them up, tried to tell them what happened. They're like, what are you talking about? Go to bed, right? <laughs> I got back to the room when it all started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then a year later, I, I woke up and I looked at the same time, 3.03, I looked and I saw the same thing walking around in my room. And oh then... My, what? Sorry, it came back? It came back about That's a year 303. later. 3.03. Three oh three. I did not know the significance of this until I was actually pitching this movie to a producer in 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 Hong Kong because I was still trying to get some money for it, and he told me like three oh three actually means uh, it's like a a time where ghosts come out or something. And then I looked on the internet, and it turns out yeah, it is right. And then um, I also realized that you know my whole. <laughs> My whole growing up, my whole life, I thought that I saw like a flat head. Then I realized, oh, maybe it was like the head was cut off and I was just seeing like the shoulders. Oh, sheet on, on top. Yeah. So oh, that was my experience. Um, so you must, have, you must have been terrified. You must have been terrified. Yeah. When I, you were a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was terrified. Yeah. So, all right. So my, so my question for you, really, Derek is how do you get that terror into a film? So, um, you know, obviously I've watched a lot of horror films. This gave me a few jump scares, and I was really impressed, you know, because not a lot of films can do that for me. And, um, you know, you, you've got that. But uh, how how do you inject those kind of horrific ingredients to get that tense nature going on? Um, well, you know, with the budget I had and with, what I was able to accomplish, I hope that I got across what I wanted to, which is a feeling of otherworldliness uh, when you when you do see the ghost or when the scary moments. I want it to be not just uh, stereotypically scary, but something that 
reminds you deeply of, uh, let's see, like for me, it was, I tried to convey the feelings that I felt when I had certain dreams. Mm -hmm. um, for example, there's a part where, okay, so there's a part where Pearl is sleeping, the main character, and then she has a, a voice in her head that says, um, there's something there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, it's kind of hard to say like, what is that voice in her head? And for me, it's like, it could be interpreted as her guardian angel that has no power over this demon in the room who's like, so just freaked out. Like if your guardian angel's freaked out, like uh, you're, yeah. you, could, you could be freaked out, right? Ah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> right, if you're asleep and there's something warning you to wake up, I think that's like pretty, pretty um, uh, serious. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that, I think, um, trying to dig deeper, trying to get something more otherworldly, something that reminds us of, of, our, of our own fears, our own dreams, as opposed to something that reminds us of crap that we've seen in Hollywood or, you know, stuff we've seen again and again. What sort of director would you say you are? Are you a director that works quite closely with the actors? Do you allow them to improvise um, or are you quite strict um a precise or you like kubrick and like pushing your actors to the edge like uh, shelly deval in the in the shining what what was your style to get the best out of the actors oh um i definitely can't compare myself to kubrick or anything but <laughs> yeah. uh i was very strict with the script um but before we did the movie we did a reading and i had the actors read through it and to check and see if anything, when they said it, did it sound unnatural? Yeah. Um, and then knowing the actors was great because, I mean, when I got to know them for a while and, and talk to them, I could kind of imagine what they would say that would, that would seem like natural to them and what would not. Uh, and then I did have instances where in the initial reading and during the shoot where they would tell me like, I wouldn't say this and it where it's, it's just coming out kind of unnaturally. I'm like, okay, how would you say it? And then we changed it. Um, and then particularly the main character, Shoko, what's her, her name is Shoko. Yeah. Um, she was kind of good at that, <laughs> spotting yeah. what was not natural. And then uh, she really needed a, you know, each actor is different. Um, she in particular needed adjectives to describe what her emotions should be. She needed a word, she needed an adjective. And once she got it, she was she would nail it. You okay. Know? I have to say, so it's it's a multinational cast. Is that fair to say? We, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, the characterizations are lovely. They, 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 they stand out, uh, they work together well. The uh, conflicts mm -hmm. and resolutions and uh, friendships and um, all that kind of stuff really work. Um, oh, great. It's not just a load of teenagers, which is nice. You know, um, I, pati I particularly liked, um, I think, it uh, the, the older businessman. Mm. Um, you know, I love them, brilliant, brilliantly portrayed. How did you get these people together? Was it choice, necessity, opportunity or luck? Divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that when you have something in your head and you don't settle for less, it works out. I was in Japan doing this and like in Japan, all the actors are, the foreign actors are usually just models. You know, they're not, they don't know how to act. But I just believed that I would get them, you know? And um, 
it was great because the film is is a mix of Asian and and Western horror kind of and and elements and music is everything is a fusion, and I didn't expect it, but I got a half Japanese, half American actress um, who happens to be able to act very well. Mm. And I did not expect that. And it was great. And she just looked the part and everything. Uh, well, basically, I need to thank um, the main, the, the second main character, the, the supporting actor, um, uh, Maurice. Uh, his name is Hagen, because when I met him, I had, I had known him before the movie. He auditioned. He was perfect. He knew um, the French actor. He knew the, the woman actor, uh, actress. And he also knew AJ, uh, the, uh, Jared, um, the other actor. So he introduced all of them and they all auditioned really great. And it was great because they were friends. So like it just made the, the, the process of shooting so much more fun. With the effects... What did you did you use as many practical effects as possible, or was it um, CGI, or um, was there a conscious decision in, in how you chose your effects and how you wanted them to look? I know budget always is a, a you know a, is a, a factor, but yeah, budget. <laughs> uh, and then um, the house was um, well. Let me ask you: Did you think that there was a house in the woods? I said, did, I did. yeah, absolutely. Great, great. There's actually a thousand um, dollar project of just building a freaking wall in the middle of nowhere because there was no there was no house there and it was really hard to find and it was hard to do it digitally. So we had to actually construct a kind of wall kind of corner of a house and put some some old windows up there just to have it in the background. I mean, practically, yeah, that and then the ghost, you know, I had. I had an actress and then I had two different sets of a silicon ghost. Um, I don't like calling it a puppet, but yeah, it is a puppet. That's uh, it. Yeah, because I, 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 was, I, was, I was never sure if it was um, a person or not. It was, it was a very fine line. And it, so it got, you got that unearthly quality. But um, that act, actor must have been able to stand um, very or sit <laughs> very still at certain points she did yeah yeah so in the early part of the movie the ghost is at stage one i would call her so she's not um she still looks kind of more human i guess and then later on she changes to a more uh ghostly a more 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 evil uh as you could say as theoretically she uh, absorbs the evil around her who knows right uh, and then there's a stage three where her face changes again. So the um, uh, Mr. Pepe, the um, I'm trying to remember his last name, Pepe Maladini, Madalini. I don't remember. He's Italian. Uh, he made like he was amazing. He made the the silicon ghost um, stage two, stage three, um, and. Um, Based on the based on the actress, so we did a we did a, a casting of her face. So uh -huh. she did it for a while, and then we got to stage two. We had the stage two head, and then the stage three head, which I still have. You wrote and directed the film. Um, and uh -huh. Did you did you also do the score? I did. Okay, <laughs> busy busy man. Um, yeah. So right, so this is a, probably my most difficult question, but so if you've got 
somebody writing the screenplay and you've got someone doing the music and you've got yeah. somebody directing. All these people have, have different interests, don't they? And um, they have to compromise and work together. How did you check yourself to make sure that you were... That, because it's it's kind of one voice, isn't it? As opposed to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I've grown as a filmmaker because I've lived in so many countries. You know, a lot of people, they stay in one place, they build a network, they get to know other people, which is the normal and healthy way to learn how to delegate to those talented people that they meet. Uh, I think I've not really in my life until recently, I haven't found a place that I was growing roots really and meeting people who I, you know, connect with and and who I think can be my composer or, you know, and even just the money thing, you know, who can I pay? And I, um, I was, I was, in the end, I'm satisfied I was able to do it myself, but I'm not going to do it again, to be honest. I'm not going to do all that again. I had COVID actually on my side because um, there were delays, you know, um, but I had, yeah, you know, it's, it's COVID, you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess the question to answer is, is uh, basically not, not trying to be in a rush to finish, uh, trying to, you know, um, keep a, a standard of quality rather than, you know, I want to get this over with. <laughs> what, what were there? There must have been times like with any project that you just uh, yeah. felt like you wanted to walk away, jack it all in. Did that, mm-hmm. did that happen during, uh, quite a lot or was it quite a nice process? Now you've had time to kind of look back a little bit. No, I never really wanted to scrap it. I I think it was so important uh, at the very beginning to take my time with with making a story that I really believed in, and that was so vital. You know, having a a story that I felt was was really good, and um, that helped so much because when people, my cast and crew, when they read it, they said, "We all believe in this," mm-hmm. and because I believed in the script. It just made everything else better. If I loved, if I liked the script, I probably would not have been able to do all this, you know. Um, but because I love the script, I was able to work freaking hard to not give up and keep working yeah. at it, do so much crap on my own, yeah. and um, and be it finished, you know. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that the script and story is key. You know, if you've yeah. got that element right, you know, you can you can use your imagination, you can work on everything else, you know. Everything else should be there to kind of enhance that really, but the story is vital. Um and it, you know, it and it and it tied up and it tied up well. It really annoys me when people take um that, for me, there's two ways to go. Yeah, you can either go character led. Uh, for a story or narrative led, you know, and I think you you mixed it quite well together. You know, there were um, there were character decisions that moved the story along, uh, but there was also the overarching story that you know we kept coming back to, which was great. So, without giving away any spoilers, what was your favorite? What's your favorite bit? Oh, you mean the favorite part of the film? Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, for me, it's probably just when. Um, the initial setup is actually my favorite. 
like yeah. the initial setup of of like they're starting to like do it they're starting to 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 make their business idea a reality because it, it, i've never seen that i guess i've never seen that in a film and so i think that people when they're watching it i think interest is probably high at that point at that point Oh, it draws you in like Hansel and Gretel. Um, that, those first 15 minutes, you know, um, and also the journey that has to be, you know, across the lake and all that kind of stuff and getting closer and closer. And you're not quite sure what you're going to see. You've no idea what it's mm. going to be. And, um, yeah. and, and and when you do see it, you, you've never seen anything quite like it. And you still don't know what it is. And they don't know what it is. But there's something yeah. about it. And, you know, so it, 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 it gives you enough, but contains a mystery. It's brilliant. Highly recommend it. How can people see it? Uh, so it's going to be distributed in America by a distributor named um, Bayview. Uh, they said it's in August. It's going to be released. Um, it's going to be announced on their side. And once it's announced, I'm going to announce it. So I can't really say anything. I wish I had Absolutely. a date. Yeah. I know it's going to be next month. Uh, it's going to go on DVD first. It's going to be in like Walmart, um, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, yeah. things like that on DVD first. And then it's going to go to um, video on demand or Amazon, yeah. something like that. After. Um, are you going to enter it into any uh, festivals? Um, I know we've got a, a few great horror film festivals over this side of the water. Um, you know, because the release is coming up, um, I know it's hard to like, get it into a festival after it's released. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's possible that some, I know some festivals, they don't mind releasing films that are, I mean, they don't mind showing films that are already released. So mm. if, if a festival reaches out to me and say, hey, we want to show this, I'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not really trying to, to get it in because it's like most of them have that requirement. Right, so you're you so you're not um you're you're not taking on promotion as a full time job as well as um, directing and script writing and doing the sound and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, promotion is um I'm doing what I can, uh, <laughs> but the distributor I think they have some marketing plans. Yeah, uh, have, a, have are... a rest, Derek. Have a rest. You've done yeah, enough. I need a rest. That's the thing. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, and then I should also mention the Japan release. There's another distributor in Japan that's going to release it in October, something like that. For any of your, if you have viewers in Japan, I'm not sure if that's oh, I'm relevant. Sure, I'm but... sure we have listeners everywhere, but yeah, okay. So, um, so when's the release in Japan? Yeah, that I, I I heard it might be in in uh, Halloween, but I'm not sure. Oh, not lovely! Sure. That would be a good time. Oh, a perfect time, perfect time. Because it is, it is a good horror film. It, it, it's, it's scary. It's, it's, it's got it all. It's got it all. Um, so come on, Derek. What's next on in um in your imagination? Well, I mean, um, I'm working on some other things right now, not not film related. Um, and uh, I kind of want to see how this one does. You know, um, I think if I were to do another film here in Thailand, it would be. Like, for example, if that film does well, the, the woman in the chair does well, it would prove to me, like, yes, I can make a film that's financially, uh, I can get the return at least, you know, in another country, not in America. Uh, and uh, doing it in Thailand would be so much cheaper, too. 
So mm -hmm. I do have an idea for, I, I mean, I have a script that I'm working on for a kind of spiritual horror film. Please go and see this film. The woman in the chair, um, just type it into your internet. You'll be able to find it, I'm sure. Uh, Derek, thanks very much for joining me today and good luck for the future. Yeah, appreciate it. Keep in touch. Mm -hmm.